Hey there, this is Chris Perry. I'm the commissioner for the Western Collegiate Hockey League, and this is episode 316 of the WCHL podcast. Andrew Majorkirth, our partner in crime, are you there at the other end of the line? I am here, ready to go. Stuck in the laundry room? I am I am stuck in the laundry room that smells like burned bacon tonight, so. <laughs> we'll have to find out more about that right after we hear some crunchy guitar. Andrew, explain away. You burnt bacon. What happened? So, oh no, not me, not me here. But, uh, so, wife's off work today, so she's gonna make my daughter breakfast going to school. So she's gonna fry up some bacon. Well, all of a sudden, in the middle of this bacon cooking, we had to let the dog outside, and we had to check the laundry and all this stuff this morning. And and within a thirty second window, the bacon's burning, and the house is full of smoke. The smoke alarm's going off in the whole nine yards. <laughs> <laughs> so 6.30 this morning, and I'm like, oh, there's my wife's uh, dinner bell right there. Must be dinner time. The smoke alarm's going off. And uh, <laughs> so I get up, and I'm wondering, I'm like, what in the world is going on? And, uh, of course, this fat dog that we've got, she uh, she sneezes every time that the house gets smoky when my wife starts cooking. So the dog's walking around <laughs> sneezing. I'm giving my wife grief about it. So she's ready to she's ready to kill one of the two of us, and then uh, yeah. So here I am, <laughs> here I am. Wow, twelve hours later, sitting in a burnt bacon uh, laundry room. Did did the kid ever get the bacon? Nope, she ate cereal this morning. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Moral of the story: stick yeah, to milk and she cereal. Ate, she ate cereal. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Well, hey, let's talk about, uh, we had a big week of WCHL play. It was the last uh, weekend, the last big WCHL weekend of inter, well, I don't know what you call it, inter-state inter squad play. Yep. We had the Oklahomas at the Ozarks. We had the Colorados at the Arizonas, three games each. Where do you want to start there, big man? Oof. Well, I say let's go ahead and start Oklahomas at the Ozarks. There you go. I know you want to get your pom-poms out. on. Oh, yeah. Thursday, we had Oklahoma at Arkansas. That was a four to nothing Oklahoma victory. Andrew was tapping his heels and just jumping for joy on Thursday night. And UCO was at Missouri State up in Springfield. And that turned out to be a four to three Missouri State victory. How about that? How about that one? How about wow. that? I was, uh, I was very surprised Wait. at that one. I think we all were. I think yep. we all were. Lay some stats on us, big man. I was. So. The uh, yeah, how about that? The uh, so I was talking to old man Bergie, Josh's dad, this week, and uh, I think it was on uh, maybe been Thursday morning we were talking, and I told him, I said, you know, I predicted Oklahoma and UCO to go up and sweep the Arkansas or the Ozarks, I mean, yeah. this weekend, and then uh, and I said, but you know what, I said. And he's like, oh, you think so? He's like, Missouri State's a good team. They play tough. And I, I told him, I said, you know, I said, I'm not going to disagree. I said, but their second semester, what they've put together up to this point, hasn't uh, hasn't necessarily backed that up. And I said, so I'm, I'm going with the Oklahoma sweeps. And uh, I said, but you watch. I said, Missouri State this weekend, big games, they'll, they'll get something figured out. 
and they'll and they'll be tough. And sure enough, how about that? I, uh, well, sure enough, right on. sure enough, you were you were wrong. It was uh, Missouri State put together a big four to three win. Travis Barrett comes away with a with a with a hat trick. How about that? To, uh, yeah, to propel the the ice bears to a uh, you know the shots on goal were just heavily in favor. They were almost two to one in favor of UCO, but yeah, forty six twenty six. But uh, Missouri State found a way to win. Like I said, Travis Barrett gets three goals. And I think for for uh, UCO, uh, the kid um, ninety one, um, Hole. I think he might have had two goals, or maybe I'm getting something messed up there. Oh, you know what? It's Hole and Joel. That's what it is. I was getting them mixed yeah. up. Yeah. So uh, we had uh, sixty one and uh, sixteen and fifteen scoring goals there for for UCO. So uh, how about they? That was kind of a surprise. I I didn't expect um, UCO to go up and lose, but you know what? The 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 thing that really struck me, I think I saw a stat that said this is the fifth straight time that Missouri State has beaten UCO. How about that? This have one of the things they just have their number, right? They. They have their number. Yeah. Whether they just match up well against them or, or whatever that may be, right? But how about this? Kind of wild. Five five goals in the in the third period split between the teams. The uh the Missouri State gets the winner, looks like what, about 13, 14 seconds after UCO tied the game and just answered right away to make it four three. So Big game, and it had a huge impact on the WCHL standings. We'll talk about that a little yes, bit later did. on. Yes, it did. And then down in Springdale, uh, Oklahoma, and uh, led by uh, Josh Pusar. I think that's Josh how, he, that how you say his name. Yep, Josh Pusar. He got two goals, and he led uh, Oklahoma to a four to nothing win over Arkansas. Shots were fairly even there, but uh, Phil Babb comes up big and gets the shutout for uh, Oklahoma. He was. He was big. I uh, so I watched a little bit of that in between doing stuff, and uh, really my kind of take on it is I thought, you know, the Arkansas goalie stood on his head. The because uh, really I thought Oklahoma kind of took it to him a little bit, and uh, you know could have been six, seven, eight goals scored. And I thought the Arkansas goalie did a great job keeping it at, keeping it at four because I thought the chances, you know, when they came, they came in flurries, and I thought he did, did a very good job of uh, keeping it at bay and. Keeping it somewhat of a tight game, the, uh, even though it was a four nothing win. Yep, that was Joseph Dusenka who was in net for for Arkansas. And Deuce is a uh, he's turning out. You know they're playing um, uh, Arkansas is playing Dusenka and uh, Brock Thompson. They're alternating back and forth. Yep. with uh, Dusenka getting probably I would say you know sixty forty sixty percent of the starts. Yeah, and uh, well, he the kid plays well. He does. He does. I uh, and even. I talked about it with some of the guys that at work on Friday that watched the game. They're like, you know, that could have easily been an eight, nine, ten, nothing game if it hadn't been for the Arkansas goalie back there, um, yep. standing on his head. So he got he got a lot of props from us down here. Very nice, very nice. Well, and then on Friday and Saturday, uh, those teams they switched off. Uh, UCO went up to Missouri State. Uh, I'm sorry, UCO went down to Springdale to Arkansas, and Oklahoma went up to Missouri State for a pair of games. And on Friday, uh, UCO beat uh, Arkansas six to two, and Oklahoma lost at Missouri State two to one. Andrew two to Sad, one. how about oh, that? No. How about talk that? to us about it, Andrew? Oh, well, you know if uh, 
good, you know, UCO, they uh, went in, took care of business like what they should and like what we kind of predicted, right? Yep. They, uh, nothing, nothing real flashy there, just went in and did what they had to do. And then uh, our boys there at OU, you know, they roll in, tough game. And uh, they were tight games in the uh, first semester with Missouri State. And here again, another two-to-one game, just couldn't get the puck to go their way on Friday night. So well, that's one of those right. things, right? Oklahoma gets uh, jumps out to a one to nothing lead on a goal by Luke White in the first period, and then Missouri State ties it up in the second. And the hero from the night before with a hat trick, um, Travis Barrett, he had a hat trick Thursday night. He has the game winner on Friday night against Oklahoma, and they yep. score with about a little bit less, little bit less than five minutes to go in the game. As it looks like about four and a half minutes to go in the game, they they went up yep. two to one. And there, that that was all that she wrote. Oklahoma. Yep. Gets uh, stymied two to one. Missouri State gets a nice big W, and um, you know it doesn't look like it was uh, just from you know I didn't I got to see some of the game, not a, not an awful lot of the game, but uh, it looked like it was a relatively clean game. There wasn't a whole lot yeah. of uh, penalties and a whole lot of jibber jabber going on. Yeah, um, nothing. Just know, work. Both teams just played hard. Yep, yeah, hard fought game and just a close game. So uh, nothing, nothing you can say there, right? Nope. Bailey Stevens comes up big in net for the Ice Bears. And uh yeah, and then down in uh down in Springdale with Arkansas and UCO, that was a as we said, a six to two UCO win. You could kind of tell that was coming. Yeah. UCO mad from losing the night before. Joseph Dusenka yeah. again in net for Arkansas, but he just got shellacked. The shots there were two to one. I think they were thirty nine to twenty. Yeah, they they, and, uh, they almost had two to one. They uh I wouldn't want to yeah. been uh because that was a that was a tough game. UCO fighting for tooth and nail for the top spot. I wouldn't have taken a bad loss the night before. I wouldn't have wanted to line up with those guys the next night because you know they were gonna they were gonna smack somebody. And I'm glad I wasn't on the receiving end of that. You know what I mean? Yep, yep. Donnie Danroth comes up. Uh, he has a couple of goals for UCO. I know uh, the Kaiser kid had the, had the two goals for Arkansas, but. Uh, UCO just out shooting, um, just out shooting Arkansas. You know, you got Dan Roth with two goals. The the regular, um, you know, cast of characters there for UCO. They seem like they've been there a long time. Jim F, number nine, and uh, the, the Nile Mills kid um, with a with a goal, and then Landon Robin. Heck, Jim F, I think had two goals. It looks like. So, yep. you know, it's uh, UCO just showed they flexed their muscle on uh, Friday yep. night over yep. Arkansas. Yep, and then they a, did it again on Saturday. Did it again. Here they here they come again. So did it again. They uh, it was a uh, was a seven to nothing uh, shutout. UCO over Arkansas and up at Missouri State. It was a repeat of Friday night. Repeat it was again. A two to one Missouri State win. How about that? So, so we had Missouri a bunch State, of goals. Yeah, bunch of goals and yeah. not so many goals. Right. Yeah, I was going to say we had a bunch of goals down in Arkansas and. Uh, you know, once again, it was poor, uh, poor Arkansas on the beat on the receiving end. It was that Dusenka took another, took another, another L, one. as you said. Yeah, yep, yep. I mean, they played played well. Shots were you know thirty seven to thirty. It looks like yeah, so I say uh, they they hung 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 in there with them in the shots and all that. So you know, just like you said a minute ago, just UCO kind of flexing their muscle and doing what they need to do to to salvage the weekend and. 
take as many points as they can get out of it, right? Since they're yep. hanging right in there with Arizona. Trying to catch on, trying to hang on. And then, uh, yeah, up in Springfield, Missouri State hangs on for another uh, for another big uh, victory. Um, how about that? Kind of surprising. Kind of surprising how that how that game turned out. I mean, it was this wasn't. Yeah, it, it was Brady Griffin who was in net for the uh, for the Ice Bears, and uh, Missouri State jumps out to a two to nothing lead, and uh, Oklahoma scores somewhere in the second period. And yep, about midway of the. Well, yeah, uh, yeah, very kind of very disappointing, I would say. The uh, to go into a, so? to go into a well going in a big weekend like this, you're you're still you know kind of on the outside skirts chasing the league leaders and all that, but you're, you're hanging tough with them, right? You're in there, you're in the mix. And then you, then you come up short on the weekend like this, you know, there was points left on the board. The, uh, so Saturday night, they go 0 for 8 on the power play. I mean, that's, Oh, wow. That speaks volumes right there. The other team put two goals up. I mean, if you scored a regular strength goal, I mean, if you put one or two in on the, on the power play, it's a whole complete different ball game. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, and then, you know, you got to give credit where credit's due. Uh, Phil Babb, the OU goalie, played all three games this weekend, um, faced 101 shots and saved 97 of them. So he had a, he had a 96% save percentage on the weekend. Wow. So at a certain, at a certain point, you gotta, you gotta help your goaltender out, right? And you gotta, you gotta put some points on the board for him. Got to score goals to win. That's right. That's right. You got to score more than one goal a game to to win, right? That's that. That's the uh, that's the key. We'll we'll hear a little bit more about that uh, from the Arizona Colorado series. But yeah, that's yep. that's an impressive stat. There, 101 saves, four yeah, goals allowed. Yeah, 101 shots faced, 97 saved, for a 96 percent save percentage. In in one win and two losses. And one and went one and two. How about that? Wow, so. that's rough. That's rough on him, right? I mean, that's you know that that's rough. most goaltenders would love to do that on the weekend, right? Heck and, yeah! Well, you would and, if you just if you took away the wins loss, you would say that 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 goaltender won more than he lost. Right. Yeah, that's yeah. I mean, yeah, you would even coaches would love for their goaltender to to do that on the weekend, right? And then to come wow. out one and two, it's kind of kind of disappointing, right? Kind of disappointing, kind of disappointing. So, on the Oklahoma at the Ozarks weekend, uh, Oklahoma. Goes uh, Andrew's favorite team. Put the pom poms down, Andrew. And they <laughs> right. won one game, lost two. UCO won two games, lost one. Missouri State won all three of their games, and Arkansas lost all three of their games. Yep. So, so that was that. Uh, that was a big weekend. And then uh, out in the desert, the Colorado teams were out there playing the Arizona teams, and I was out there for most of those games. I got to see uh, all, all but one of them. Um, and so on Friday, on Thursday night. Colorado State was down at the Tucson Convention Center. That was a two to nothing Arizona win. And uh, up at Oceanside in Tempe, Arizona, Arizona State lost to Colorado four to nothing. How about that? Um, I was at the Tucson game, the two to nothing game, and that game was a heck of a lot closer than it sounds. Than it sounds. Then, oh yeah, than the scores represent. You can see the the shots there were close thirty three twenty seven. Yep, but it was it was a one goal game for most of the game. It was zero zero after one. Uh, Arizona just banged home a uh, a uh, it's like a third rebound right in the crease. Um, you know, the goaltender for uh, Colorado State made the initial saves, and uh, Bailey Marshall ended up. Uh, I was gonna say uh, Bailey Marshall again. Yep, 
he just banged home, he took a couple of whacks at it, and he banged the home a, a rebound and right there at the top of the crease. And uh, that was it uh, for the for most of the game until they got an empty netter with a couple of seconds left. Yeah. Seems like every time um, the kid walks into a building, he just gets three points no matter what, right? Yeah. I mean, he's, he's a heck of a player. A huge impact player transfer from UCO to Arizona this year. Yep. And uh, he's just turned out to be a huge impact player. You know, Brian, uh, number six for Colorado State, Brian Casario, almost tied it up in midway in the third period. He hit the post on just a – it was a, like a little wrist flicker that he yeah, uh, lofted from the like, top of the circles. And, uh, boy, he almost almost tied it up. They had uh, they had plenty of chances. They had a five-on-three, uh, Colorado State did. And um, they also had a wide-open net at one point where um, Puck just dribbled past the Arizona goalie. And it was just, um, it was just, uh, you know, they had they had their chances. It was a, a frustrating game for the Rams, and I think it was a game in which Arizona was relieved to get the heck out of. Yeah, kind of you know? a little close for a little close call for too close for comfort, right? Yeah, too close for exactly. I think that's I think that's a fair fair way of putting it. That uh, Colorado State played very well, very well, and Arizona played okay, not as good as they're uh, uh, capable of. In, uh, but they snuck away with the win. Yep. Yep. Kind of up at the coldest rink in the WCHL. Oh my God! All right, get it up on uh, on ASU. Just uh, four to nothing. Chris Doyle gets two goals, and um, after that, it was just you know, they coasted. Got a, a short. Mister Doyle had a uh, shorthanded goal. How about that? Did he really? He did. He did. You know, he's part of that. He's he's part of that really good line that they have. Uh, Doyle, ten, the, it's it's what I call the yeah. ten, thirteen, fourteen line. Trace Jablin, Chris Doyle, and uh, Luke Carter. They they just get it. That, they just that, that's a deadly line. Oh boy, those guys can fly. Yeah, they they just get it. And know how to get. Know how to play. Right. Yep. Yep. So uh, Jake Cerullo was in net and stopped all twenty six saves. Bronson Moore was in net for ASU. And uh, in fact, he was in net for ASU all weekend long. Um, and uh, yeah, Colorado just overpowered ASU. And, yeah. uh, you know, I didn't realize this until I got down there. Arizona State hasn't won or hadn't won. They they eventually got off the schneid this past weekend. But I didn't realize that they hadn't won a game since November. Really? Yeah, they they were on a. Uh, they ended up. I think it was losing nine in a row, and I, I really, I just totally I, blew over that. I didn't realize yeah, that. Yeah, I was gonna say. I'm usually, I'm usually kind of a stat nerd, and I didn't even pick up on that. Yeah, their last win was sometime in November, early November, against Arkansas. Really? And yeah, since then they lost a, a bunch of games, but you know they're still a good, a really good team. Yeah, you got um, Yeah, so they're kind of anyways. You know, they're, you got to take them serious, right? I mean, there there's no slouches around here, so oh, got that right. No. Then then Other Friday, than... Friday, everyone switched up out in the desert. Colorado went down to Tucson to play Arizona twice, and Colorado State went up to Tempe to play Arizona State twice. The Tucson, the games in Tucson were uh, in the afternoon at one in the afternoon because of a conflict with the American Hockey League team that played yep. later on that evening. So um, that was an afternoon, uh, the Friday afternoon game. It was a it was a great game. It was a two to one game uh, in favor of Arizona. Was how it turned out. And um, 
Uh, but boy, it was a it was an absolutely great game. Of course, nobody was there to see it <laughs> because it was at one in the afternoon. Yeah, it was dressed as your favorite seat night, right? Yeah, I mean, at one point I sat there and I counted eighteen people. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I know they. I know at the end of the day, I think they had you know close to a couple of hundred. Yeah, but a um, little light getting getting started. Yeah, Friday afternoon at one o'clock was a tough. Uh, Tough gig yeah. for most people to make it to the uh, to the to the arena, but um, yeah. Arizona jumped out. They got a, a n- nice goal from a uh, uh, big old number six, Josh Larson. And then they got another, just a uh, it was kind of I won't say it's a fluky goal, but it was a nice goal uh, from afar. It was from outside. The Larson goal was you know right in front uh, of the crease. The uh, this uh, the next goal, the fluky goal, I think was scored by big number eighteen. I think is his number. Remember Stallhuth? Yep. And it was uh, like a floater from the from the blue line. It got in over the uh, Colorado goaltender. But boy, the goal of the night was the 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 they called the lone Colorado goal scored by Trace Javelin. The yeah. kid stick handled the puck in through about five different guys, got slashed and hacked by each and every one of those five different guys, <laughs> and still went back in top shelf. And uh, put it in the back of the net with, I don't know, it was like a minute or two left to go in the game. I say about, yeah, a minute 59. Yeah. And, uh, you know, gave Colorado some hope. They pulled the goaltender and they were trying desperately to tie it up. But, uh, boy, what a pretty, what a pretty, you remember that uh, commercial from a couple of years ago with, with, uh, was Nike with Sergey Fedorov and how he was skating through everybody? Yeah. Um, I mean, you got to be old to remember that commercial, but, uh, that's that's what Javelin did. Jabs Jabs just skated through right down the middle, right through everybody. And it was like he was running the gauntlet. And, and uh, everybody and everybody put their stick on him. <laughs> everybody put their stick on him. I mean, they slashed him, they hacked him, and then he goes backhand top cheese. And you're like, whoop, that kid's a player. Yeah, take that and take that and like yeah. it, right? In Arizona, you know, give them credit. This was uh these were this was a big game against uh, Colorado. Was. Colorado's playing very well. They are. They've played well this semester so far, and uh, Arizona found a way to win. So give uh, you know Anthony Churro in net for uh, for U of A in uh, Coach Berman. Um, you know it was a it was a it was an excellent game. It was an excellent game, and uh, so you know U of A comes away with the win number one over CU. And then we flip up to uh, Tempe on Friday night. Colorado State at Arizona State. Holy smokes, Arizona State was just snake bit. Couldn't couldn't get anything done. An even game. They score a goal on the power play, I think it is, from uh, big number 24, Studioso. Yep. To take a one to nothing lead. And Colorado State is, I mean, these were Colorado State and Arizona State are evenly, very evenly matched. Two very even teams. They're good teams, they're not great teams, but they're very good teams. And the thing that Colorado State had going for them here on Friday night, they did not quit. Chris, uh, it's uh, C.J. Nitchin. He goes, I think, officially it's Christopher, which means he's got a great name. Oh, yes. um, he scored with .9 seconds left in the first period to tie the game. And, they and then took that momentum and rolled. Oh, they t- I mean, in, in the second period was a stalemate. Nothing happens. And the third period, for the most part, was a stalemate. Nothing happens. And then uh, big number six for CSU, defenseman, um, Brian Casaria, um, the kid that hit the post uh, the day before down in uh, Tucson that could have tied the game. 
he just skates in from the left side and pops one into the net with 16.5 seconds left to seal the deal and win the game. How about that? For, uh, for CSU. ASU pulls, calls timeout, pulls the goaltender. And damned if CSU doesn't get an empty netter with three seconds to go. They scored two mm-hmm. goals in 13 seconds to win the game about, three to one. How about that? Good for those guys. Yeah. I mean, and it was, it was big. Joe Morgan was in net for, uh, for CSU and he came up gigantic at times. There was a, if I, if my memory serves right, there was a two on O shorthanded breakaway for Arizona state that Morgan stoned. Um, he just came up gigantic. The, uh, yeah, 40, yeah. 40 shots. They played well. Yep, 40 shots against, 39 saves. So good for him. Yeah, and CSU was happy. It was good to see them get some success. And uh, I felt for Arizona State because they were snake bit, you know, and that's when I found out that they, you know, that was like their ninth loss in a row. And I thought, holy yeah. smokes. Yeah, that, that stinks when you're, when you can't get, when you're stuck in a rut like that and you can't get out, right? Well, they got out of it the next night. Um, yep. Next night it was a fairly even affair, um, but it went to uh, it, it was it was one to one at the end of regulation. We had goals by uh, a sweet little goal by uh, on the I think it was a power play goal by Yarger Larson, and then uh, number twenty for CSU scores a goal about two or three minutes into the third period. Kyle Riley, number twenty eight for CSU, comes. He he, he was just a beast. And at least in 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 this, you know, he he's always he's kind of CSU's go to guy. But he was um, he grabbed the puck in the defensive zone and he just barreled on through from the through the neutral zone and into the offensive zone. Was determined to come down and and just rip a shot onto the goaltender. He does, and the rebound goes right to uh, uh, a kid named uh, Yuval Rosenthal. Yep, who just pops it right into the empty net to tie the game one-to-one. And, uh, I mean, the CSU bench erupted. Um, I don't know if it was the kid's first goal of the season or his first goal ever, but, uh, boy, it was – I know they took the puck off the ice and they were all giving yeah, number 20 a hard time. So it was, uh, <laughs> you, it was good, good to him. see that. Yeah, yeah and then it good, went to overtime. And, you know, in, in, in ACHA play, they play a, a five-minute three-on-three overtime. And uh, if we're still tied after that, we go to a shootout. And usually the overtimes are just boring. Yeah. And I've often wondered, you know, five-minute three-on-three is great to see in the NHL because you get some guys with some speed and guys with some skill. But yeah, here, at the, like, you know, are we asking too much of our ACHA players to do that for five minutes, three-on-three? So I've often wondered if three-on-three is a mistake. But this Arizona State... Colorado State, five-minute three-on-three, was the best overtime game I've ever seen in the ACHA. There were chances galore. It was back and forth. I think there were like seven shots each or seven saves each for each side in the the overtime period. It was Uh, insane how many opportunities there were. Nine-seven, Colorado. Yeah. How about that? It was was insane. there There was one that was just absolutely sick. An Arizona State kid was... Cruising right down the slot. Everybody was on the left side of the boards. They popped the puck out to the kid coming right down the slot. He's one-on-one with the goaltender, Joe Morgan. And Joe just flashes the glove and says, uh-uh, not today. Nope, not happening. Yeah. How about that? And you're nine, like, wow. Nine shots in the overtime period for Colorado yeah. State. It was seven for it, Arizona State. That's, it was I mean, insane. That's a 20-minute period's worth of shots right there. 
it was it was great. It was it was the best five minutes of overtime hockey I've ever seen in the ACHA. And then it went to a shootout. It went to a five person shootout. Um, none of the Colorado State scored uh, oh, shot first. None of the CSU guys scored. Um, Arizona State's uh, number twenty four, John Studioso. I think it's I think it's John Studioso was his last name. I know. Um, he ended up scoring the game winner. And uh, Arizona State gets off the schneid with a two to one win and a shootout over CSU. So uh, good, good for those guys. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that was like I said, two evenly matched teams. You know, sure they're at the bottom of the uh, bottom of the WCHL table, and they're uh, you know kind of twenty fifth, you know thirtieth, somewhere in that range. You know, they're in the mid twenties, I guess, in the rankings. But boy, those were two really good tight games, and I, I enjoyed seeing yeah. both of them. And, and and I don't I don't know if it really matters if it's bottom level teams or if it's top tier teams. If they're if they're evenly matched and it's a good back and forth game and it's exciting, I don't know if it really matters if they're at the top of the heap or at the bottom of the heap. You know what I mean? It was uh, it was they, they, they were fun to watch. They were fun to watch. Yeah, yeah. And, as long uh, as it's fun to watch and entertaining, that's all that really matters. Yep. Yeah, of course, fun to watch was uh, not the name of the game down in Tucson earlier in the day. Um, that was an yeah. Arizona seven to three win for uh, over the, over the Buffaloes, and I say it was not fun because uh, for two periods it was a great game, um, tied two to two at the end of uh, at the end of uh, two, and then mm-hmm. uh, it was just a back and forth game, and then all of a sudden the wheels came off the bus for the Buffaloes yep. and. And here comes and here comes Arizona, right? Oh, and in, in, in not just here comes Arizona, here comes Chris Westland. I mean that yep. uh, we were talking earlier about Colorado, how they have that 10, 13, 14 line. Arizona has eleven, twelve, fifteen. Bailey Marshall, Chris Westland, and Anthony Cusinelli. Yep. And holy smokes, they scored all of the goals in the uh, in the third period. They had been kept silent for. Uh, the night before, yep. but they just came undone. Uh, Westland had a natural hat trick. Yep. Uh, with How about three that? goals in the period. Yep. Bailey Marshall comes through again, and Cusinelli comes through with a sweet goal, unassisted. Um, it was. So how about, they, so how about they, that line? Yeah, they're they were incredible. Yeah, Westland. Yeah, little Westland. Like I said, three goals. Bailey Marshall, two goals, two assists, and then Cusinelli, a goal and two assists. Yeah, I mean, how about that? How about that for three guys coming at you against against one of the better teams in the WCHL, one of the better teams in, right. in the ACHA. Yeah, I and mean, just, and just just threw up points all over the place. How about that? Yeah, no, it was it, it was impressive, and it was you know you kind of had to feel bad for CU. Um, you know, third game in three days, and like like I said, they played a, a great forty minutes of hockey. In the last twenty minutes, they just stunk the place out. But yeah. uh, give credit to U of A. I mean, they were yeah, the pressure was on, do, right? Yeah. Well, sure. The the pressure was on U of A. They were. Yep. Um, they were in the lead for uh, uh, for for the conference, or they were tied going into this weekend with the UCO for the conference uh, standings, and they knew they had to keep pace. They had to uh, you know keep pace with UCO or or win because they've got the tiebreaker with UCO. Yep. And. Um, Damned if they didn't do it. And so props to props to Arizona. Yeah, that's just what I was gonna say. You know, it kinda and you could you could probably shed more light on it since you were there and you had a better pulse of what was going on. But just from my perspective, it just kind of seems like Arizona knew 
what they had to do going into the weekend and what business they had to handle and and got the job done and kind of had a determined mentality about it how they got it done yep yep they're they're not flashy they're not flashy at all you know uh when you when you think of you know great skating teams in in our conference um i think of central central oklahoma i think of colorado because those kids can fly on the ice and um uh you know and then you think of arizona but uh, damned if they don't find a way to win, and they found a way to win big against yep. you know when it when it counts the most. Uh, they beat UCO after getting schlacked the night before by UCO. They came back and beat them in a one to nothing game, and then they come through and they sweep this weekend. They go three and zero against uh, uh, you know a pretty good Colorado State team, and then yep. a very good and a, Colorado team and a very good Colorado team. Yep. Yeah, and so uh, you know. You have to have to take your hat off to Coach Berman and Coach Hogan and um, they, you know, what the Wildcats uh, are the doing ready there to go, in Tucson. Right? Yeah, yep. yeah, they had the boys ready to go. So good for those guys. Yeah, it's impressive. It's impressive. So, um, so yeah, that that was the weekend. So let's see here. Arizona goes uh, uh, three and O on the weekend. Arizona State goes. What do they go here? They went O two and one on the weekend. CSU went one one and one on the weekend, and uh, CU goes one and two on the weekend. Okay. So, yeah, kind of, everyone kind of spread the wealth a little bit. Yep, spread spread it around. So, in our WCHL standings, as they stand right now, with everybody just now having two games left to play, Arizona is in the lead with forty eight points. Central is in second place with forty five points. Missouri State coming off their big sweep weekend. Moves up into third place with 39 points. Oklahoma, I'm sorry, Andrew. Oklahoma goes to thirty <laughs> uh, to fourth place with 35 points. Colorado yep. is in fifth place with 28 points. And then we have a three-way tie at the bottom there for sixth place. Arkansas, Arizona State, and CSU are all tied with 15 points. Yep. So, wow. so right now, it looks like uh, Arizona's magic number is three points. Any combination of Arizona wins or UCO losses. And uh, Arizona will clinch the 2018-2019 WCHL championship. How about that? So, so is Arizona? Are they uh, are they new best friends with the uh, University of Oklahoma right now? With OU playing UCO two games coming up in hand, wouldn't you think they're gonna you, do you what they can so, right? to send? Yeah, they're gonna do what they can to send uh, good vibes. All this, all the good vibes and scouting and <laughs> whatnot against, uh, they're going to send yep. it to Oklahoma. Yep. And you would, so you would think, so with, what is there, six possible points left? So, you know, Missouri State's probably going to finish third. Probably. OU's, yep. uh, OU's going to finish fourth. Colorado's going to finish fifth. And then, and then a, uh, then a crapshoot for, uh, the, all the guys tied in sixth back there, right? So, yeah, it's kind of wild. Kind of wild. Yeah, a little, a little bit of clarity, but not, but not really, right? Not really. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I, I kind of know what I'm, what I'm doing here with the big trophy, but uh, it's not set in stone just yet. It's kind of penciled in. Um, <laughs> the, 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 the funny thing, Andrew, is the way that the schedule works out is that Oklahoma and UCO play on Friday, Saturday, February fifteenth and sixteenth. Yep. And then Arizona and Arizona State play their next WCHL games. Actually, they play. On February twenty second and twenty third, oh, I, really? I take it back twenty second and twenty fourth in Tucson. But those games don't count for the WCHL. Oh, okay. Um, 
the games that count for the WCHL are played March 1st and 2nd in really? Tempe. Yes. Ooh, so it could cool. it could come down to that very last weekend. You know, if UCO if UCO takes care of Oklahoma, um, which is a distinct possibility. Yep. Yeah. It's also but we got also got to acknowledge it's a rivalry game and anything goes in yeah. rivalry games. Anything yeah, you can't predict rivalry games, right? Yeah, I would have never predicted OU beats UCO at their barn, that's for sure. Yep. Um you did cuz you're a cheerleader, but uh <laughs> but so 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 yeah, I mean, I might be going out to Tucson um on February 22nd. I might be going out to Tempe on March the 1st or March the 2nd. We'll see. Yep. yep, you never know, right? Oh. So, anyways, you know, hey, that's you never uh, know. fun stuff. Fun stuff. Hey, let's listen to a quick uh, horn and then we'll come back and we'll uh talk some more hockey, okay? Hold on. I'm in. All righty, Andrew. Fun stuff. Yeah. You want to, you want to go on a long drive with me? Oh, I would, I'm sure our listeners would love it if we went on a long drive and, and did a podcast of our entire trip, every stop we made or something like that. Right. <laughs> you, you know what the check scary in, part? <laughs> check in every hour or something, right? <laughs> <laughs> you know what the, the scary part of this whole thing is I'm out there in Arizona and I ran into some, uh, I've got some really good friends out there, Jackie, Joe, Joanne, and, um, um, God, I'm going to forget his name and I'm going to, I'm going to, uh, God, Jamie, um, and, God, they're going to kill me now, but, um, <laughs> uh, they introduced me to some, some other folks. And one of them was a, a, a parent, uh, parents of, uh, Arizona 26, uh, Justin Dungy. It was Mr. And Mrs. Dungy. And, um, they said, Oh, you're the guy with that podcast, aren't you? And I'm like, Oh, oh I'm so sorry. Yeah. Yeah. I apologize. I, I apologize for you all weekend long, Andrew, while I was out there. Oh, I'm sure you did. Oh. I'm sure you did. After never, Arizona never state. apologize for the talent. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I found out that, uh, the Arizona coach listens every now and then yep. and uses some of your garbage as motivational, um, uh, speech, motivational, uh, bulletin board type stuff. Good for those guys. I, uh, and, and after it was funny, I talked to, uh, uh, the coach for Arizona state after their big game, after they win, uh, two to one in the shootout over CSU and he yeah. I'm shaking hands, I'm leaving, I'm getting ready to run back to the hotel to catch a flight. And he says, uh, Hey, am I going to hear something good about ASU on the podcast? And I said, you're damn right. You are. <laughs> That's, so, right. That's right. It's kind of scary. How many, I think we might have more than 11 listeners. Well, I mean, you know, it's, it can't be North of 20. I mean. Well, that's true. Yeah, don't want to get too out there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, We don't want to get our heads heads too big here, right? Too big. That's right. Yeah, yeah. That's right. So, anyways, it was it was good to get some ribbing, and uh, obviously, uh, uh, guys, uh, they they like listening to you. They said the commissioner not so much. He's a jerk. But uh, well, you know, it's you got to call it like you see it, right? (laughs) Yeah, but yeah, no, that's that's funny. Those guys. Um, you sent me that text about they didn't Arizona didn't believe you that I picked them to to win it, and then uh, using it as the quote unquote bulletin board material that I said they were going to split with Colorado this weekend. That's yep. that's funny. Yeah. So uh, so so let he let in in the spirit of uh, cooperation, let's look at the games coming up this weekend. And Andrew, you can give some predictions and maybe give them some more motivation. There you go. Um, let's get them. Let's get it going. Let's get it going here. Central Oklahoma uh, uh, takes uh, uh, they they're hosting 
men's division two northern colorado on friday and saturday in edmond yep and then uh, after that oklahoma is going to host northern colorado for a single game on sunday so uh, go ahead andrew give us your um your your wise yeah. predictions so i'm not too familiar with the northern colorado and how they are in men's two but i know uh they're up against it friday and saturday i i figure uco is just gonna run away with it and then uh sunday going in third game in three nights probably going to be a little tired and worn out so you oh you should be able to uh strike while the iron's hot and just take care of business and uh send them on their way yeah i think you, you unc is a pretty good little team at men's division two they're ranked number one actually they're ranked number two in the west right now in acha men's two but i think central oklahoma and oklahoma are going to stomp a hole in them yeah, so, uh, yeah, just I just it, probably just enough of a talent differential there, right? The, yep, that yep. separates them. Talent and size. They they have it going yeah. on up there in Greeley. They're in Greeley, Colorado. They play in the Greeley Ice House, and they pack that place. There really? must not be anything to do in Greeley. <laughs> yeah, it must be a one horse town, right? <laughs> it is. It is. <laughs> hey, um, speaking of one horse towns, uh, the University of Colorado is going to go to Jamestown, North Dakota. There's another one horse oh, town. Boy. They go to Jamestown on Thursday, and then they play at Minot on Friday, Saturday. What do you got there? Oh, oh boy. So I think I've got Colorado taking it on Thursday. Yeah. And then uh, our boys at Colorado, they're probably going to probably going to hang me out to dry but i'm going to say they're going to split with minot on friday and saturday well i hope you're right their colorado is uh in a tight 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 race with jamestown for that last spot at nationals and minot i think is solidly in it like around number 10 or 11 yeah so um yeah colorado it'd be nice if colorado can split up there at minot it'd be great if they could win all three but um It'd be yeah, it'd be great if they could win all three, but we all know my not. It's a it's a tough place to play, and uh, yep. So yeah, it'd be tough to go in and take two wins from those guys up there. Minot always plays well at home. We you know Wade Wade Regier up there at Minot State. Um, besides just being a super nice guy, Wade is just yeah, a, he's a good uh, dude. He's a, he's a class act, and he's got a he's got a really good program up there. Now, granted, they're all Canadians, yeah. so I mean, we can't yeah, all gotta, be perfect. But yeah, you um, can't be perfect. And you got to take the good with the bad, right? <clears throat> yep. But he's he, Wade, Wade's a, Wade's a class guy, and I like him. And he's got a heck of yeah. a program going on up there at Minot. So yeah, I, I always enjoyed when those guys came down and played. They're they're a good good group of guys. Yep. Yep. The uh, number six University of Arizona coming off the big sweep. Um, they head to the Sin City to take on uh, UNLV for two games. Yes. Yeah. Well, go ahead and give again, it to me. Lost here we are again, Las Vegas, the last place you want to take a hockey team, right? Can you believe it? Every every weekend, here we are, another team <laughs> going into the pit of Las Vegas. <laughs> but they, uh, if uh, if they if they do what they should, they should be able to take UNLV on both games. So, yeah, UNLV runs hot and cold. I I hope you're right, and I I, I would agree with you. Arizona should come out and take both these games. Um, but UNLV uh, runs hot and cold. They come out with like killers on game one, and then game two they end up, just you know, just lay goose eggs. Yeah, I mean Utah, they they smoked the ever loving crap out of Utah recently, and then the next night they come back and lose to Utah. Yeah, how about that? And like, so, and this is the same Utah team that got killed twenty one to one down in Tucson. <laughs> right. And right. You're like, what is the, going uh, on? But yeah, and they and they pack that. Uh, what is it? 
city national arena or whatever it's called the medieval uh, times yeah medieval times so I mean, yeah. you know they packed that place so i mean it's going to be a tough tough test going in there and playing i mean you, they're going to have to have their a game ready um they will walking they in will. there but, they, but uh, uh, i hope they find a way I, I do too i do too hope they hope they take both of them out there colorado state is also uh they they're on the road they have a tough uh They've got a tough task. They're, they're at number four, Iowa State. Yeah, they're they're up against it this weekend, right there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think I've got to. I think I've got to take Iowa State in both of them. Now remember, Colorado State's the same team that went down to Vegas and uh, lost the first night and beat Vegas the second night. So they, they did. They, they, they did. Can it's a pull off the surprise upset, and you. But you're saying it's not going to happen. Yeah, you know, I, and I and I when I was looking at this uh, when I put my notes together yesterday, I was kind of looking at that, scratching my head, and I was like, you know, this is the, like well, kind of like you said, I was like this same Colorado State team that, you know, if Iowa State overlooks them and like, oh, you know, they're a they're a top twenty five team, where they're not gonna they're not gonna be anything coming in here. They could overlook them, and bam, they're gonna they're gonna hang an L on you real quick. You know what I mean? <laughs> so. Well. We'll see. Yeah. It's it's tough to go up we'll there and see, play yeah. in names. That's a tough place to play. Yeah. <laughs> You're right. They are. They're very cultish, and uh, you know <laughs> they think they think the Cyclones can do no wrong, and uh, so it's uh, that's a tough place it's to play. A, hopefully, hopefully the Rams will get them. To, yeah, it's a fun place to go win games, though, right? Oh boy, it's a great place to go win games. That's for sure. So hopefully, no. hopefully Colorado State can have a little bit of that fun. And going up there and winning a couple of games, but we'll we'll see what we'll it'll, see what happens. It'll be a tough task. Tough task. It'll be a tough task. That's right. Arkansas is going to host uh, men's division two uh, Southern Illinois University of Edwardsville, otherwise known as SIUE. They host them on Friday and Saturday. Originally, they were supposed to play McKendry University, but. Um, McKendry and SIUE had an arrangement, and uh, they traded out the games. So McKendry is not coming to Springdale. SIUE is. There you go. There you go. And the uh, I don't know anything. I don't know much or anything about SIUE, but I am taking Arkansas with the weekend sweep. Yeah, I two, think that's two and zero on the weekend. I think that's I, a safe bet. I think that's a safe bet. Yeah, SIUE is. Um, I don't know if they can. Yeah, I I don't know much about SIUE other than it's. Yeah. It doesn't exactly roll off the tip of the tongue. No, it's a little it's a little tongue twister, right? Yeah, and then our last games of the weekend, the 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 three and O Missouri State uh, Tigers, after going three and O against the Oklahoma teams, they're going to take their talents down to Pelham, Alabama, to play the Frozen Tide for two games. That ought to be a fun trip. That'll be a good trip. The uh, so I know Alabama's tough, but I think I'm gonna take Missouri State, um, taking the weekend sweep down there. Look at you, I don't, look at you. I like I that one, yeah. I like that one too. I like Alabama's Alabama's kind of wild. They're, um, uh, you know, they're 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 doing things kind of the right way a little bit because they're a new team to Division One recently. They came in at the, you know, at the same time as Arkansas did four or five years ago. Uh, but they're getting out on the road. Uh, they're an independent. They can't get into a conference. Um, they've tried to get into our conference, and uh, that's they don't have a travel partner. But yeah. um, 
you know, they, they're not afraid to travel. So he's gone up to yep. our, our Alabama's gone to Adrian this year. I know they've gone to Ohio in the past. Um, I'm, I'm pretty, I know they've already been to Arkansas. Um, I know they're coming to central Oklahoma later on. They were just at Utah. So they're, they're, they get out and they travel. So good they, for them. They get out there. Yep. And they're taking yep. on uh, some better teams. They, they, they've improved their scheduling. Um, you know, in Missouri state's proof of that because they were playing dog meat like, uh, Kinesius and John Carroll yeah. and some of those yeah, the, teams yeah, at the, the low end of the rankings and. Yeah, the, the playing the bottom tier teams instead of getting in there and mixing it up with the top yeah, tier guys, right? There you go. Yeah, so now they're... So, I think, I think this weekend was going to be a turning point for uh, Missouri State this semester and uh, getting things turned around and pointed in the right direction. So, well, let's hope. I don't, see them, I don't see them having too much trouble down there. So, hopefully they go down there and do what they need to do. Yep. yep. Well, the rankings this past week, um, remember... Um, Arizona was six, UCO was seven, Missouri State was 13, Oklahoma 15, Colorado 16, CSU was 21, Arizona State was 24, and Arkansas was 31. After this weekend's games, um, the rankings will officially be announced on Wednesday morning or Wednesday yeah, 12 noon Eastern. And uh, we expect, um, this is un very unofficial, but we expect Arizona to remain number six. We expect UCO to remain number seven. Missouri State should pop up a spot from 13 to 12. Oklahoma should remain 15. Colorado's going to drop a couple of spots, we believe, from 16 to 19. Um, Colorado State will drop two spots from 21 to 23. ASU drops a couple of spots from 24 to 27. And Arkansas drops a spot from 31 to 32. The Colorado yeah. one is the is the difficult one to... That is... Um, well, it's a difficult one to predict because it's not so much, you know, there's no shame in losing two to one to Arizona or even seven to three yeah. to Arizona, but, um, they're in a log jam with it's Colorado, Jamestown, Robert Morris, Illinois, and Syracuse. They're all tied and they're very tight together and any combination, uh, it's, it's, so this wasn't so much what Colorado did as much as what some other teams did. Yeah. And yeah. it's real easy to pop up. You know, when you're in a log jam like that, it's real easy to get up to the front Drop and down. be 16. Yep. It's also real easy to backslide and go to 19, and yep. that's what happened. Yep. But they so, got a, they got a chance on Thursday, right? To yep. play Jamestown and and get one up on them. So and they can create some separation. They can create some yep. separation. So if they, uh, especially if they take care of Jamestown uh, head to head, and then they go to Minot and uh, bag a couple of W's up there in the uh, in North Dakota. And they can create some separation and get out of that log jam. So, yeah, it's it's definitely in their hands, right? Yep, yep, very nice. Definitely, right, hey, definitely let's, in their hands. They can. Let's hear another horn, and uh, then we'll oh, come boy. back and we'll, we'll we'll pick Andrew's brain. It'll be a quick oh, segment. Oh. It'll be fast. Yeah, don't worry. <laughs> uh, but hey, as they say in hockey, let's do that hockey. All right, Andrew. Are you ready? Are you ready for us to pick I'm, your brain? I'm ready for you to pick my brain. <laughs> I am ready. And we're done. <laughs> <laughs> and scene. Um, yeah. We had, we, it, was, it was announced earlier that uh, one, we now know at least one team that will be down in Frisco uh, at Nationals. The Dragons from Drexel University. They are yep. officially the regular season champions of the ECHA, which I believe is the Eastern College Hockey Association. So, so congratulations to 
Justin and their uh they're they're the 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 dra- the dragons of Drexel. They've you know they've got c- kind of cool uniforms. They've got a good. They've yeah, been kinda. to nationals the past few times, and um, Look. so they're it's Drexel uh, dragons. How yeah, about good, that? Good for those guys. Yeah, I, I I God, I'm trying to think of. It's um, uh, Kyle is their coach, and Justin is their general manager, and uh, they're they're a bunch of really good guys. They've. I think Arkansas went up there and played them earlier this season and ended up losing in the fourth game in four days. Yeah, I was, uh, was going to say, was that the the fourth and fourth and four when they played Drexel? Uh huh. And they lost like in the last minute of the third period. They pushed Drexel really hard. So Drexel will, Drexel will so, have the auto bid from the ECHA, which means we know for sure you have to be top nineteen now, and we believe you're going to have to be top seventeen to make it because the other two conferences out there that whose auto bids are in the air um, and in their teams aren't in the top 20. Um, that's the CHMA college hockey, mid America and the NECHL Northeastern collegiate hockey league. They're champions. We won't know them for a little bit because they will be the playoff champions, not the regular season champions. So, yeah. So they got, a, they got a little, little ways to go here. We've got a couple of more weeks on those guys, but uh, yeah, we're, oh, yeah. so we've got our first team. Drexel will be down in Frisco. That'll be good. Good for them. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. How about that? What else do you got for us there, Andrew? Well, lay some wisdom so, on us. I'll lay some wisdom on you. So how about the weekend power play numbers? How everybody did on the weekend here? Uh Oh, you did some math. It, I did some math. So, you quick know, math. it's quick math. Yeah. Took me took me four hours of work yesterday to get this done. So <laughs> I, I took my shoes off so I could count to twenty. So I got all the power plays in there. So I'm I'm good to go. <laughs> hey, you, pe- people are going, yeah, yeah, right. They don't realize that you're telling the absolute truth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and all of our notes are written in crayon here, right? Isn't that the, yeah, mine are. I don't know about yours. I've, mine definitely are. I've got the red crayon. You you can get the blue one. <laughs> so. The weekend power plays here. So uh, we'll start with the Oklahoma. So OU goes two for 12 on the power play for 16% on the weekend here. The uh, top dog UCO went six for 15 for 40% on the power play. And then moving on down, Missouri State goes three of 15 for 20%. Arkansas goes 0 for six on the weekend. And and then going out to the desert, we've got Arizona State going one for fifteen for a measly six percent. Oh my gosh! Air, Arizona goes two of eleven for eighteen percent. No way! Colorado, yeah, mm. Colorado two for twenty for ten percent, and Colorado State one for fourteen for a slight seven percent power play percentage on the weekend here. That's crazy. How about that? So very 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 lackluster. Power play numbers. So that that leads me to my next question for you. Uh huh. Is it bad power plays, or is it good penalty kills? Well, ah, see, yeah, I think it's a fair question. I think it's a fair question. I would say that it's probably going to be a combination. uh, I would say that the power plays are there. I would have the the number that surprises me the most there is Arizona. Two of eleven yes. on the power play. I would have thought two of eleven. I would have thought for sure they had more power play opportunities. Um, yeah, but um, interesting, interesting. 
Yeah. Well, I'll say this. It, it sure didn't seem like it was two or ele- two of 11 because uh, that third period on Saturday against uh, Arizona just, against Colorado yeah. seemed like every goal was a power play. And, yeah. It just, it just brought the heat. Yeah. The red light was coming on all the dang time. Yeah. So, uh, and so some of the, I'll, I'll say, I'm, I'm going to almost, I'll say that that's probably, um, let's, I'll, I'll attribute three quarters of the low percentages to the penalty kill, and I'll attribute the other 25% to, uh, uh, black power it done. play. Yeah. There you go. I think that's fair. You know, because CSU, um, you know, to be fair, you know, here we are, to be fair from Letterkenny, to be fair. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> um, Arizona blocked a lot of shots. Um, yeah. And that's tough, right? Yeah. They blocked a lot of shots on the power play uh, from CU. And you see that, you know, Colorado had two out of 20 uh, chances over the weekend. A lot of those were in yep. the games against Arizona. And I just remember Arizona blocked a lot of shots. Yeah. Yeah. It's. Colorado State blocked so. a lot of shots against Arizona State. Arizona State, conversely, I know they blocked a lot of shots against CSU. Yeah, so, I was going to say, they, Arizona State goes one for 15 and yeah. Colorado State one for 14. So, so I, I, you know, while I believe, you know, well, part of it's struggling offenses because, you know, some of these games were only two to one games or two to nothing games. I was going to say, well, there's a lot of defense so, going on. A lot of defense. So, Thursday, three out of the four games were shutouts. And then uh, both of the Missouri State Oklahomas were two to ones. And then you had the uh, two to one Arizona, mm-hmm. Colorado. And then uh, you had the, what was it, two to one Arizona State and Colorado State. So yep. a lot of, a lot of close, low scoring games this weekend. So yeah, yeah. I, uh, I, I, you know, you walked off the, uh, walked out of the bench after, uh, uh, you know, the, the games in Tempe and, you know, on Friday night you looked over at the Arizona state guys and they're, you know, they're on the wrong end of a three to one game. And you look at them and you're like, you got to score to win, you know, one goal. Score to win. Do it. Yep. And same with CSU so. guys. I mean, uh, on Friday and Saturday, got to score yep. to win. Got to score to win. I think you could use that motto a lot for the weekend, right? Yeah. A lot for a couple of the teams. So, uh, got to, got to score to win. Isn't that interesting? Isn't that interesting? It so, is. It is. Power so, play. And if what, any of the, what was Oklahoma again? Uh, Oklahoma was two for 12, 16%. Wow. Huh. So the top the top performer was UCO. They went 40%, 6 of 15. And then Missouri State after that at 20%. Yep. And then Arizona's right in there at 18. And Arizona so. and Oklahoma. Huh. Yeah. So, and if any of the coaches out there, you know, if, if you're listening, and you want to contribute bad power plays or good penalty kills? Call Chris and let him know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, call me, uh, Andrew. <laughs> That's what I mean. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Call Chris, let him know, so we can talk about it next week. Oh, <laughs> uh, thanks. That's just what I need. I appreciate that, Andrew. Thank you. Yes, please call me. Yeah. Oh God. <laughs> well, I think we're gonna. I I, I can't. I can't. Um, I can't let the cat out of the bag, but I think we're going to have some international news regarding some WCHL players here coming up pretty soon. I know it was supposed to be today, which was Tuesday the 5th. It might be delayed until Wednesday the 6th, but there's going to be an announcement here pretty soon regarding um, 
the Winter World University Games team. And there's a couple of kids from uh, some WCHL teams that are going to be going to Krasnoyarsk, Russia. Oh, boy. Yep. So that's something to look forward to later on this week. And in fact, I'll give you a hint. After one of the games this weekend, I was out there on the ice taking a picture of the four guys from the WCHL that we know are going to Russia. Oh, man. Yep. So... Think about that one. Put put your thinking cap on. Oh, yep, we'll we'll leave that right there for everybody to think about, right? Yep. So, uh, but that'll be exciting. We'll blast that one out on Twitter when uh, when that happens. Now, Andrew, last week we mentioned uh, something about Letterkenny quotes, and we're going to come back with top <laughs> five. And I know that since then, we've both slacked off. I got sick. We have slacked off. I've got sick out in the desert. Do you, you, you remember there was a um, there was a record label that was called like Fueled by Raymond or something like Fueled by Ramen? Yeah, yeah. I have yeah. been fueled by Dayquil um, for about the past five <laughs> nice. days. Fueled nice. by Nyquil. So I'm, yes. I'm sensing a pattern here. Oh, what's that? Every time you every time you go to Arizona, you come back whining about your being sick. <laughs> it, I'm noticing a pattern here. You know, it's the truth. It's the absolute truth. I, I know the last time that you and I were in Arizona together, we both ended up in the minor emergency together. Because yep. the bus driver tried to kill us with our eardrums. Yeah. Uh, I remember that. So, that, that, oh, that what was an awful trip. That thinking was no about bueno. that. Yeah, that was no good. I'm a, yeah. Well, and let's not even talk about that. <laughs> I think I think I might have bitten off more than I can chew by trying to do five games in three days. That's a, that's a lot of hockey to watch. Oh, and a lot of driving. That's a lot of Interstate 10 to see. Yeah, that's that's a lot of driving. So the good that? the good news was that was also a lot of In and Out Burger and a lot of Portillos. Oh. And what, what how how was uh, so we talked last week? What was it? Culvers, 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 Culvers. Yes, Culvers. How was that? Uh, couldn't tell you. Didn't go. Didn't oh, see it. Come on. No, no, no. Hey, I, I was. You know, I was a lightweight. In uh, you wow. know, you know, one of my number one rules for the road is avoid eating stuff that will make you go to the restroom. Wow! Right? What a what a what a West Norman elitist that is right there. <laughs> get a get a good recommendation on a restaurant, and you and you completely snub it. You know, How it was that? it was it wasn't the only recommendation I snubbed too. My good friend Jackie, I forgot about this until she hit me up about it. My good friend Jack out there, she said, um, did you, when you went up to Tempe, did you go to Ted's Hot Dogs? It's so much better than Portillo's. And she told me this last year and I totally oh. zoned out. She said, that's where yeah. all the college kids go. And I was like, hmm, I should have gone there. Oh, but, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, so here's, here's an outtake from episode 316. Don't give the commissioner recommendations on restaurants. <laughs> you, you, heard won't go. you heard it here first. <laughs> <laughs> there you, you heard it here first don't give recommendations oh uh, i was so i'm a creature of habit so so speaking of recommendations yes. so you're probably not going to do it since it's been recommended <laughs> but i highly recommend watch if you like watching documentaries to watch the fire festival documentary on netflix right now come on i'm telling you what it's all the craze Everybody I see on social media is talking about it. So my wife and I watched it on Sunday night and I was dumbfounded. Dumbfounded. At these people. Dumbfounded at these people and how and how dumb they were. The the, the people that put the festival on or the people that went to the festival or both? 
both <laughs> both yeah yeah both the uh the people that put it on you know is uh who was it jaw rule and brian mcfarland i believe is the, the guy's name yeah i don't want to run it for anybody if you haven't watched it but yeah it's crazy and 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 the people that went like holy moly like see the red flags <laughs> that's all i can say all right watch watch the red flags how, how long yeah. is this documentary uh, is it a documentary or is it minutes. or is it a recreation? Yep. Mm -mm. Complete documentary. Really? Okay. Yep. Yep. So it's about an hour and 15, 20 minutes or so, but it, it goes pretty quick because it's, you're so dumbfounded that you're just like, oh my God, like what's going to happen next? Like, so it, it keeps you going. It's, it's pretty good. Well, you really, I, I asked because I have the attention span of a gnat. So um, well, you know, if it's if it's more than twenty minutes long, I, I tend to zone out. I can I can tell you that the first probably twenty twenty five minutes will definitely keep your interest peaked. Really? Yes, it will. I can tell you that. All right, all right. Well, I'll have to I'll have to check it out. So that's your Netflix recommendation. See here, I thought you were going to like that break is. out some Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt or. You know, something no, kind of no. uh, cute and corny on us, and you go with this documentary on the Fire Festival. I am, I am, and I'm gonna. And unlike the people that can't call in and put you on the hot seat about ignoring their recommendation <laughs> on places deep, I'm gonna ask you next week what you thought about Fire Festival oh, documentary. I and mean, I actually have to watch on it Netflix. Now? Yeah, if you and if you don't have Netflix, I've got a password for you. <laughs> <laughs> I've, got, I've got all my bases covered here. Yeah, well, okay. It looks like I got to watch a hour and fifteen minutes worth of something. Yep, yep, that's pretty good. Jeez. Oh, and let me let me ask you this question: Have, What what do you think of a hockey trophy that you cannot drink out of? Well, I wouldn't have one. Well, unfortunately, the University of Arizona has one because Arizona and Arizona State play for the Cactus Cup, and yeah, and, and right now I, I believe Arizona is leading. I think they're leading that series right now, four games to none, with another four games to go. Really? So the next game yeah. they win, they'll 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 reclaim the, they'll cactus, the cactus Cup or they'll keep it. I saw it this weekend. It's on a beautiful base, but Andrew, yeah. it has a cover on it. You cannot drink out of it. Yeah, I I mean, I know we're dealing with college kids here. And they shouldn't be drinking, they should be studying all the time, but Yes. Yeah, I mean, what's the what's the point in a trophy if you can't if you can't drink out of it, right? I'm sitting there thinking you can't even put a straw into it. It's got it's like it's got it's like it's hermetically sealed at the top. <laughs> Holy crap. I just saw that and I was kind of dumbfounded. But Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, why would you do that, right? Meanwhile, I've got my big obnoxious WCHL trophy here. Hold on for a second. Let's hear it. There we go. Ding, ding, ding. And there's the sound of Perry's head again. <laughs> it's uh, we're, we're we're getting that baby all spit shined and uh, ready to go. Uh, whether it goes to uh, looks like it's getting ready to go to Tucson, but uh, there's an off chance it might go up to Edmond again. Yep, I was gonna say you never you never know you don't know where you're going right. It's uh, but it is gigantic and it is uh, big and it is ready to be drunk out of. And uh, I, in fact, so, I brought it to a place because I'm 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 looking for um, some places so I can um, uh, transport it properly as as a as a major award should be uh, handled. <laughs> and 
So I brought it to so this you're place. You're hiring a guy to carry it. What, what's I hired a guy. Yeah, I hired a guy. I hired a I hired a little midget <laughs> to carry it around. <laughs> Wouldn't that be great? <laughs> Get Michu, the world's smallest man, to carry this thing around, and he's about as tall as the cup. <laughs> Remember him from the circus? Oh, I, oh. I love those guys. There was Gargantuan, the 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 gorilla. And meet you, the world's smallest man. <laughs> oh, he could probably fit in this thing. But uh, I brought it. Oh, I brought man. it to this foam place because I'm getting it fabricated and uh, you know cut out and all that yep. kind of stuff. And they looked at that thing and they went, "Holy smokes, that's a trophy!" Yeah, how about that? And I said, "Yep, I wanted it big and obnoxious, and I wanted that you can drink out of." And they said, "You achieved it." <laughs> and I went, yep. "Oh, thanks." So are you, are you are you polishing this thing? Like, are you getting all the fingerprints off of it? Like, is it going to be shining when the team gets it, or or the kind of fingerprints from last year on it? What's what's the deal here? No, it's, it's skinny. It's it's getting polished. It's it's getting done up just oh, right. Oh boy. Yep. Oh boy. So you so what you're saying is you have your midget in the closet polishing the trophy while he's cutting foam out for it. That's what, what, what I is what I took out what of. What I'm saying is I'm going to bring it to my office. I'm going to have the girls at the office <laughs> take care of it for me <laughs> since I don't know how to do that without ruining things. <laughs> I'm a dope. Oh, I feel sorry for them. I'll probably snap the handles off or something <laughs> inadvertently. <laughs> I'm so stupid when it comes to this. All right. I think we've jibber jabbered on long enough. So yep. uh, I mean, we've we've totally failed people with the uh, with, with the letter Kenny quotes. I was so excited for that too. You know, we're going to yeah, talk about I Canadian geese about being, you know, being, people having problems with Canadian geese. We talked about. I was love. I was going to drop some Shorzy quotes on you there, but with, I'd have to beep them all because uh, they're just. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, you get every other word right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh. You know, well, gonna drop a little yeah, what a great show a little matrimonies and hide the balonies but um you know <laughs> we uh was gonna drop some of that but boy andrew comes up he fails just like i failed in terms of my yeah. restaurant recommendations andrew failed in rewatching some classic letter yeah. kenny so i sure did i sure did i had to take a i was gonna watch some this weekend and and get caught up and then i got stuck taking a little pretty little six-year-old to a daddy-daughter dance on saturday oh, and don't blame the kid come on Oh, it's all, it's all her Come fault. Yeah, it's all her fault. It's her fault that I had to wake up to a fire alarm going off this morning. It was a burned bacon and her fault that I didn't get to watch Letterkenny Saturday. Oh, so, geez. Yeah. yeah. All right. So that's, that's where it's at. How about that? You know what? My, 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 uh, my favorite, one of my favorite quotes was right from the get go with, um, and, and since you failed, I'll, I'll, I'll kind of pull through for you. It was like the first couple of minutes of the very first episode where um, the two Jonesy and Riley are sitting there talking to uh, uh, Wayne and, and Derry and they want to fight them. And yeah. he take one of the two idiots takes his shirts off, takes his shirt off, but puts his sunglasses <laughs> back on. <laughs> and, yeah. and, and Wayne says, pump the brakes. You take your shirt off, but you leave your sunglasses on. What do you <laughs> are you going to fight with those shades on or you're going to play pokerstars.com? It's <laughs> cracked up. Oh, I love that. So it makes you, so it makes you wonder, I did a little, little back study into that thing. Wayne actually, uh, what's his name? Jared Kiso. Yes, sir. He actually, he actually writes the thing. Like he produces it. Like he's like a mainstay there. Um, so it makes you wonder if that's just, lingo these one-liners that he's got is just stuff that he's picked up over the years from 
being in locker rooms or 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 if it just comes natural to him, right? <laughs> I'm sure it just comes natural. Because I mean, it's I mean that show is just full of one-liners left and right. I could watch kids fall off bicycles all day. <laughs> Come on, that's classic stuff. That's classic stuff. It's good stuff, right? Oh, jeez. All right. Yeah, good stuff. All right, Andrew. Hey, let's uh, appreciate everybody listening to uh, the WCHL podcast and putting up with our baloney um, here for another episode. We'll uh, talk to everybody uh, probably this time next week. Yeah, you know what? Hey, how about this? Maybe we'll get uh, Coach Berman on because he he mentioned that he'd like to be on. You know? Oh, yeah. I'm sure he'd love to get a piece of me. <laughs> Tell him he's going to split with Colorado. Yeah, we'll wait a couple weeks on yeah, that. Well, <laughs> hey, maybe we'll get you out in Tucson and you can talk directly. You can put the oh, white gloves yeah, on and go. hand him the trophy. Yeah, <laughs> they'd love that, right? <laughs> <laughs> That'd be great. Wait, we, we, hey, we uh, appreciate everybody listening to this uh, terrible episode and uh, all 16 of you listeners. And uh, yep. track us down. Tell your friends. Tell your family. Tell all your enemies about the podcast. Um, it's coming up on Frisco time. We're going to be down in Frisco. It's getting close. And I think we're going to be probably just for Gramps. We might, we're going to consider doing daily podcasts based on, uh, the, the daily action. Based on what's, yep. Yep. Uh-huh. I was just getting ready to throw that out there to apologize to Gramps. We're a day late on our podcast here on in this week. Yeah. That's for me being sick for me being hopped up on NyQuil. So. Yeah. We thank everybody for listening. Follow the uh, WCHL on Twitter. Follow the WCHL on the uh, on the internet. And um, yeah, that's all I got. Andrew, get us the heck out of here. There you go. Everybody have a good week. Watch some hockey this weekend, and we will catch you on the flip side.